Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You peer into the room and see nothing but thick white fog. I cast a spell magic. The fog begins to dissipate, leaving the room completely empty. You work your way up to the fourth floor. This one is just a hallway. There is also one door on either wall. Two semicircular rooms. You poke a bit more inside the cabinet. You see a small, flat, river-smooth pebble etched into it what looks like a wooden crate. Onto the fifth floor. In the center of the room is a small platform with a few runes carved into it. The archway leading to the stairs is inverted, matched to the ceiling rather than the floor. We have to go upside down. I hold out Stripey between the runes. All of the runes begin to light up and then Stripey falls up to the ceiling. We don't know whether the gravity field extends outside. I'll chuck a piece of debris. Falls up towards this guy. Oh! (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. You know, maybe we should have done that before I tried to grab Stripey from you. I'm sorry, Shop. I didn't know that would happen. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure you thought that would happen, and that's why you tried it. What are you insinuating? I'm insinuating that if you could get rid of Stripey for good, you've been plotting to do this for months at best. If I wanted to get rid of Stripey... If you wanted Stripey dead, he'd already be dead. That's what I'm saying. Like, I could have, you know, cooked up something in the with the alchemy tools and fed it to him at night, made him a little snack, put it in a dog dish. I, I've thought of many different ways to kill him, Shaba, but every I no time I almost kill Stripey, I think of two things. Me killing you? I think, no. I think of you and how sad you would be, and the fact that you might turn into a were-rat. And you and how dead you would be? Well, also the fact that you might turn into a were-rat from the, you know, emotional trauma. Um, But I also think about that one time that I I saved Stripey. Something changed in me that day. Your heart grew three (laughs) sizes. Yeah, my heart grew three sizes that day. That's where I was going with it, too. Something changed, and I, I think my relationship with Stripey has been... I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's still poor. I mean, it's still... Sure. But, like, I, I kind of... I feel like instead of maybe offing him, I kind of... I could use him for my own purposes. I mean, even at, since our last battle, when you realize that he's finally a worthy combatant, uh, both you and Asa mentioned that your feelings about him have slightly changed. Yeah. In combat, I think he's useful. <laughs> Outside of combat, I... I would rather not to have anything to do with him. Yeah. I could take him or leave him. I don't trust him. Remember, he's a kingpin. Yep. It's, well, sort of reminds me of one of my old quotes from an earlier D and D campaign. I wasn't going to kill him, but if he died, I would let him. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not a healer. I've never healed Stripey. I, however, have had the displeasure. <laughs> it's true. Well, just be careful if you fall. Because we're going to fall for a long, long time. Speaking of healing, so should we top off Stripey before we go to combat? Uh, we could. And did, did you keep Cure Wounds, Shaba? No, I did not. I kept Speak with Animals, uh. which would be really a waste if I didn't have Stripey anymore. He only took, what, six? It's it was He took six. Probably not worth it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see what else is in this room. We could short rest and have him use a hit die. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, let's do that. Let's short rest and he'll use a hit die. Yep. Okay, so you're going to stop for an hour and search the room. Yep. With your hit die, do you gain your con bonus back as well? Yes. All right, sweet. So he gains back five of those six. Sweet. Everyone rests up. 
You look around the room. As you're searching, though, it just seems like all of these old stains everywhere are probably chemical-type stains. You could see that maybe the glass could have been old beakers or something that Hmm. shattered here. Ah, so this is a chemistry room, a lab. Interesting. Those sorts of things. So this could have been, especially Tokus, you'd probably recognize a few pieces here and there. Alchemical. It looks like this was probably an alchemy-type lab. Hmm, do I see, like, some things that are clearly, like, tubes from an alembic? Try to, like, piece it back together. <laughs> yeah, but nothing useful remains. Hmm. What a shame. There's just broken pieces and stains. They must have gotten frustrated. Maybe something didn't go the right way, you know? Or some adventurers came through here and didn't think it was significant and destroyed it because they didn't understand. Probably just a party of dumb barbarians who didn't appreciate the the finer parts of alchemy. Or maybe whatever caused the wall to blow out also destroyed everything else that was in the room. Ooh, Mm. uh, I'll make an alchemy check to see if I could tell (laughs) that there was an explosion in this room from... Oh, I dropped my dice. (laughs) Uh, Okay, back up. Ooh, what should I add to the 16 I just rolled? Arcana? Your alchemy skill. Intelligence? That'll be a 19. You would think there was probably some sort of explosions. Probably lots of explosions around here, actually. Are there, like, scorch marks on the surrounds of the hole? Nothing significant. Are there, like, scorch marks in the shape of a person? (laughs) (laughs) Like, silhouetted against the wall? Like, arms outstretched, like, If there was a big explosion right along the wall, then whatever was there was probably washed away in rain and just by time. But judging from the way that the debris has fallen and how a lot of it is apparently outside rather than inside, it seems like some sort of internal explosion would have been a likely cause of it. But otherwise, we don't find anything of use in this room? No. All right. Well, shall we go down upstairs? Yep. Were you also planning that out, Jay? Uh... Within the last five seconds or so, yes. That's pretty, that pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you continue on to the seventh floor. This appears to have been a bedroom. The furniture is all set up on the ceiling, including an old four-poster bed, chest of drawers, nightstand, wardrobe, and a moth-eaten rug. Huh. Tokus and Shaba, crouching in the corner, you see there is some sort of strange, vaguely humanoid creature has this scaly, spiky back and one gigantic green eye and these sharp fangs. Man, there's a lot of creatures with eyes in this place. (laughs) Except those suits of armors. They didn't have any eyes. They had magical sight. Mm. Overall, it just looks rather vicious and unpleasant. However, it seems at the moment content to just stay back in its corner away from you. Oh. Mm. Some kind of homunculus? Yeah, I was going to say, it seems homunculi. Here, I'll just show you a picture of it. Oh. Ah. I mean, how would you describe that? It's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, put it closer to the camera. Oh. Uh. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's like... It's a humanoid shape with, like, three webbed fingers and toes on each appendage. Muscular, lanky, uh, spiky back, one giant green eye. Yeah. And it has ungulate legs, which are, like, uh, they bend back, they bend at the knee, and they bend again like a horse's legs. Uh. Yeah. Very dinosaur-like. Well, anyway, you see one of these strange creatures. That's 
Huh, that's strange. I tear off. Uh, I, I open my little food pouch that I keep for Tokus because he get, he gets grumpy if he doesn't get his snacks, his little snackies. I do. I get a little, <laughs> my my blood sugar gets a little low, and then <laughs> yeah, he gets low blood sugar, and then every it's it's a bad time for everybody. So I open my little food pouch and I take out a piece of jerky, like squirrel jerky, and I rip off a piece and I say, "All right, little fella, it's okay." He doesn't look that little, and I toss it over to him. What is he like? Maybe five feet tall. Uh, probably about five feet if it actually stood up straight. Yeah. Well, for me, that's kind of small. So here you go. And I toss it over to him. And then I put the other piece away and take out my bow and get ready to shoot him if he <laughs> makes any false moves. I'm pretty sure that would intimidate him, Shaba, though. He looks sentient. Looks very intelligent. No, I won't get out my weapon. <laughs> the jerky lands on the floor next to it and it slowly inches towards it, but looks at you the whole time. And as it's staring at you, you get this strange sensation. It feels as though there's something kind of in the back of your mind. Clawing at my brain. Not so much. It's just like this, like you're thinking of something, but you're not sure what, like maybe some old memory almost about to surface, but nothing ever actually comes up. Mm, I think I think we should make some do-I-know-what-this-thing-is checks. I agree. Some nagging thought. <laughs> I like how that's canon. Like we, what is that check actually called? Yeah. Uh, nature. Yeah. Do I know what this thing is? Check. Or it depends on what it is. I get a sixteen. I got a twenty-four. Whoa! You really know what this thing is? Maybe. No, I'm sorry. That's a twenty-three. Still very good. Wow. I got an eleven. Well, it's not nature, but that's still high enough that I'll give you something about it. You think that this is a nothic? You don't know a whole lot about them, but they're some sort of magical being that is cursed to have this form, and you know that they like to seek out places where there's magical knowledge available. You're not sure what the curse really entails, what they might have been before, or what causes them to do all this stuff, but you also are pretty sure that as long as you don't try to do anything violent to it, it's probably going to leave you alone. Uh, okay. I will speak to it. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Mr. Nothic. If you understand what I'm saying right now, I want you to blink that big green eye of yours. It stares at you unblinkingly. Oh, man. <laughs> Does anybody speak Nothic? If you don't understand me, don't blink right now. <laughs> I mean, do blink. Wait, hold on. Couldn't you message this guy? I think it still has to speak the same language. Yeah, still has to speak the same language. Good idea, though. Hmm. I can't cast speak with animals on it, can I? No. Shucks. Well, I'm sure it does speak at least one language in common with us, and that's the language of war. And Tokus <laughs> reaches for his rapier. <laughs> the language of death. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that. I, th I think we just leave him alone. That reminds me of a poster in, that used to be hanging in the lunchroom at my school since we've been talking about lunchrooms. Uh, it said, smiles are the same in every language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had something like that. So I'll, I'll smile at it. It smiles with an evil toothy grin back at you. Oh, wow. Oh. They are the same in every language. <laughs> that, that poster in my l mountain lunchroom is right. <laughs> in the tribal cafeteria. Maybe he's not so bad after all. Maybe we should all make smile checks right now. We should. <laughs> All right, Tokus tries to smile, but it's awful. I just rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a pretty terrible smile. Like one of these, like... <laughs> <laughs> you have a really disconcerting smile, Tokus. Have I ever told you that? <laughs> the creature reaches down as it's finally reached the jerky and picks it up in its claws and munches on it. 
slowly oh. and backs away. Cool. Uh, well, since it can't understand us, I was going to ask it next if there's any way that we can help it. If it wants to read a book, maybe, while we're ascending the tower. Does it need a new monocle, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, a new pair of a new singular glasses. Maybe an eye covering. Yep, that's a monocle. Yeah. He probably doesn't like all this dust because he has such a big eye. <laughs> an umbrella hat. Yeah, let's search the room and keep an eye, pun intended, keep an eye on him while we're doing it. <laughs> you guys search the room and I will use all my rangery skills that I normally use with animals to attempt to form some sort of bond with this creature because some part of me feels a little bit sorry for it. But isn't that, like, what your empathic ability is for? Yeah, it's sort of to understand. It is a humanoid, right? Technically, no. Oh, shucks. Well, then I can't use it. Oh, empathic is only for humanoids? Yeah, it's only for humanoids. Maybe Stripey can forge a bond. (laughs) Maybe Stripey speaks his language. (laughs) You're going around searching the room, some of you at least, but any time that you get a little bit closer to it, it kind of backs away. It just seems to stay in its corner. It tries to basically stay as far as it can from all three of you at any given moment. I'll keep giving it some snacks while they're doing that, and like I said, attempt to bond with it in a ranger-like fashion. I find that works with my son, usually if he's in a bad mood or he doesn't want to be close to me, that giving him snacks cheers him up and (laughs) brightens his mood. So you keep trying to feed this creature... No, I don't try. I succeed at feeding this creature. <laughs> it's like shoving the jerky in his mouth after. <laughs> Eat the jerky! <laughs> it grabs a second piece once it finishes the first one, but it doesn't seem especially interested in it, and it eats, you know, half of it, and then doesn't keep eating, just keeps on holding it, maybe saving it for later. I'll cut up a little uh, piece of fruit or something and uh, toss a few slices out. Yeah, if he doesn't leave this place, I'm sure he's very hungry. He must be. I wonder what his food source is. Hmm. Maybe he eats dust mites. Maybe he eats knowledge. Maybe he eats magic. Well, we just took away one of his magical sources, the fog a few floors down. (laughs) (laughs) As you're searching the room, each of you, every once in a while, feels the nagging sensation at the back of your mind. Hmm. It's usually whenever this Nothic is looking at you. It's not a beast, is it? No. Hmm. Hmm. But it doesn't seem to be actively doing anything to hurt you. So, yes, you search the room. Everything here seems pretty worn down and old. You can see that the mattress in the bed has deteriorated to little more than a sack of dirt at this point. <laughs> Tukus, as you are searching through the chest of drawers, you find another little secret switch, sort of like the one that you found in the cabinet down below. I push it. I push it real good. <laughs> or I guess I push it up since we're upside down, but yes, I push it. Up. I push it up, which is my down currently. Whatever direction it pushes. <laughs> Looking around in there, you pull out a drawer and you hit this little switch on it, and you see that the back of the drawer is actually a false back. And when you pull that out, behind it you see a thin, long piece of wood, elegantly carved as if it were some sort of magic wand of sorts. <gasps> Pick it up. Get it. I gingerly reach. Into the little slot. Curl my fingers around the stick. And the drawer snaps shut on your hand, cutting it off. (laughs) (laughs) No! The wood seems to be in good condition, which contrasts with the rest of this place, but it has a carving of... Ticonderoga. 
What strange language is this? It's actually Dixon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rats. <laughs> I just wanted to like be holding a piece of wood as he described this to me. <laughs> the base of the wand has a curving of what looks like an open book, thick tome of some sort. And then it has kind of this spirally twisty design as it gets towards the tip. And at the tip of the wand is a very small crystal. Well, you know how Tokus feels about crystals. <laughs> I say you just point it at something and shout Alakazam and see what happens. I'm not going to do that, especially while we're in this room with this guy that doesn't feel so comfortable with us. There's lots of random rooms in this tower, apparently, so I'm sure we'll have a place to test out the wand, and I pocket it. On your character sheet. Yes, onto the character sheet it goes. <laughs> Spirally crystal-tipped wand of destruction. Book icon logo. Is it a different type of crystal than the type of crystal that we use? Yeah, it looks like some cheap ornamental type of jewel. Oh, nice. Nothing like a magic wand with a cheap crystal on it. Bought it at Bob's Discount Magic Supplies. <laughs> discount Magic Items. Bob's Discount Magic Item Emporium. Isn't that like where all our items are from? Like that's where they're bought originally? Yeah, basically. Wands up to 75% off. Staves up to 80% off. Magic Swords up to 60% off. But Bob, how can you afford these low prices? <laughs> I'm crazy. Because my name, that's why they call me Crazy, crazy Bob. Bob. <laughs> You'd have to be crazy. My friends, all my friends tell me, you'd have to be crazy to sell magic items at these prices. <laughs> but that's right, I am. I'm certifiably insane. <laughs> we cut out the middleman to bring the magic items straight to you. It's like those my pillow commercials. Or what is that really famous infomercial guy? I'm thinking of him or the pillow guy. ShamWow. Yeah, the ShamWow guy. Yeah, there's ShamWow. There's the guy who has the books on how to make free money from the government with like the, all the question marks on his... Uh, yeah. yeah, that's who I'm thinking of, a combination of that with, like, a little bit of D&D &D flair. Oh, he's just the stereotypical used car salesman. <laughs> right. Yeah. For the next two weeks, if you enter our store and buy 100 gold pieces worth of items, we'll throw in two magic shields for free. That's right. Two magic wow. shields for the price two of zero. magic <laughs> Like, you wouldn't even need two magic shields. You can only wear one shield at a time. <laughs> you could dual wield magic shields. It's the magic shield dual wield special event. <laughs> Specialization event? Yeah. It's the block till you drop sales event. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Let's, let's move on. Now we have to beat this joke until it's in a dead horse state. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I kind of want to meet Crazy Bob, though. I hope we run into him. Just follows us around trying to offer us the best possible deal. I literally spent time in an insane asylum for being crazy. <laughs> you continue on? Yeah, we'll leave this floor, because he's making me nervous and draw up old memories that I don't want to remember of mm. like being in Gnomish boarding school and stuff. Mm -hmm. Rough days. Everybody else went home for the holidays, but uh, I, I had to stay. <laughs> Tokus, now's no time to get emotional. Let's keep going. No, I know, but he's like bringing these memories up. He's got to be psychic or something. we got to get out of here. All right. Let's go. Those were dark times. We've moved past them. Let's yeah. move past this room. You advance onto the eighth floor. As you step out through the archway, you look around and see that this room seems to have no walls at all. What? Just the two archways, the? the floor, <laughs> and the ceiling. You find yourselves looking out to the horizon, sky stretching out below you, rolling hills and ocean above. 
After a moment, though, you notice that there's a strange distortion here and there anytime your view shifts, mm-hmm. as if what you're seeing isn't actually real. Does anybody have a tankard of ale on them? No. Nope. Because I feel like the only thing that could make this crazier is a nice big pint glass of ale. <laughs> uh, let's test out the wand real quick. I thought there was going to be a little bit of time before we got to the boss fight. My boss fight senses are tingling. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. My me senses. And by no means do I want to miss out on using this wand. By, by no, no means. means. <laughs> <laughs> by no means. <laughs> Which is, is the title to one of these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> no means no. No means no. Or, or yeah, no no means no. But no, I I, I want to know more about this one. I want to know no m- more. more about this one. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep coming. Give me an arcana check. Ooh, a check that I can do. Give me a 22, please. <laughs> then I'll take a 22. So, yeah, you wave the wand around, and it works as you would expect a magic wand to work. So you actually do activate it. It leaves a trail of sparkly glitter dust behind it. (laughs) It starts shooting books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, neither of those things? The crystal glows faintly, and as you continue to hold the wand, the wand itself, all of the walls around you, and everything that you're carrying that's magical is radiating as magical. A wand of detect magic. But there are no walls around us, though. It's true. Well, using the detect magic, you can see that there actually are walls around you radiating <gasps> as magical. That are projecting an image. Oh, they're see-through walls. Oh, that, yeah, I guess it could be that, too. <laughs> well, how useful is this, though? Because we already have detect magic. I guess we're no longer casting it as a ritual, then. Yeah. Well, cool. And you could eventually learn something else instead of detect magic. All right, all right. I'm not disappointed. I'm, I'm going to quell my disappointment. I just maybe kind of inadvertently gained a new spell, guys. Sweet. Well, why am I the one that has the wand? Maybe this should go to Aslo. Because you're the one who found it. For now. No, I don't think no. I don't think that <laughs> nope. that will change in perpetuity. I'm pretty sure you will always have been the one that found it. <laughs> All right, so For now. actually, I don't want to wave it again because I don't want to use up more charges. Exactly, save them charges. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess I'm kind of glad I waited till here, though. So we there are walls. Is is there a ceiling, aka floor? Yeah, we can see the ceiling. Yeah. We can see the ceiling and floor. We just can't see the walls. So I think you're right in that your boss senses are tingling because. If we're on the eighth floor and all but one was approximately 30 feet in height, that would put us approximately 230, 222 feet up. And if this tower is 250-ish feet, then that means there's only one more floor to go. Mm. Well, ish also implies a range, so. Yes. This could be the the last died did we see uh, do we see a staircase yes oh okay so it's not the last room could be second to last though yeah there's probably one or two more okay well we maybe solve the puzzle of this room by waving the wand around right mm-hmm yep <laughs> it's just a nice view yeah <laughs> it is it's quite breathtaking especially upside down even crazy wizards just want to look out and enjoy the view sometimes mm-hmm mm, this is maybe the creative nook yep uh let's inspect the room though shall we boys mm-hmm mm-hmm we shall. We do. You search around the room, but it seems completely empty. You can actually feel the walls as you go up to one. It feels like stone like the rest of the tower, but there's nothing in the room. Any last second preps? Did you want to party buffs? Uh, yeah, everybody drink your food consumables and get all <laughs> ready for this raid, boss. I would like to draw my bow and 
I would like to remove the potion of growth from my character sheet because it has been used. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a great that's a great point. We should be buffing ourselves, shouldn't we? So while we were back at the Sapphire Savers, I had some time at the workbench and I made some adjustments to those cacophonous cowboy cleats of oh. catastrophe. Really? Mm. I did. And Tokus uh, raises up one of his feet so that Shaba can see the bottom of it. And what does Shaba see? Wow. You put wheels on these things? Retractable wheels. What? Oh my goodness. They actually retract into your foot? That's crazy. <laughs> no, into the. You notice that they're like a little bit more like platform boots now uh, or shoes. Yeah. And so in that extra few inches is where I've tucked all the gears and mm. wheels and everything. The apparatus. You could have also just had them go up alongside. No, no, no. I like I like the idea of platform because I want to be clearly taller than. That'd be less a lot less fashionable. Yeah. Than platform shoes and surprisey. And and they're concealed this way. Exactly. You know, like Heelys, like that that were like a fad for a while. Mm, yep. Like like they would yep. go up into the shoe. Totally. You're bringing them back well in yep. advance of their initial <laughs> popularity. <laughs> Making it cool before it was cool. <laughs> Ahead of your time. Yep, and I'll have both of them pop out, and I'll show you guys how fast I can be now. I can now move double my movement. Wow, just make sure you don't activate them on the stairs accidentally. That might end poorly for you. Yeah, and what's really cool <laughs> about these boots is they don't take up my concentration. That's great. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, but it is an action. It's good not to have to concentrate on your feet. You can walk and cast spells at the same time. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm wrong. It's not double. It gives me an extra 10 feet. My bad. My bad. Uh, okay. It's not nearly uh, okay. as good as I just described. But still, hey, an extra 10 feet for a man of your stature? I mean, for a gnome of your stature? Well, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to mean that 10 feet is a lot of feet. It is a lot of feet. Who wouldn't want that that type of footage? Yeah, I mean, imagine only being able to move 25 feet in a turn, Chava. I can scarce do so, Tokus. Hard to imagine. Now I get to move 35. And Tokus gives it a practice. I actually haven't really tested these things out. And you see Tokus <laughs> kind of like lose his balance a little bit, and he's wheeling around the room. Whoa. Whoa, what? Whoa. But then I start to get the hang of it. I'm like, okay, I got this. Yeah, I, I can imagine that sort of linear footage would be hard to come by. So it looks like <laughs> quite an improvement to the original boots. I I'm ready to go. I'm impressed. I, I'll be more impressed when I see them in action. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go. That's the only uh, buff that I have. What about you, Asler? You got any buffs? Uh, not really. Can't you, like, make us feel good about ourselves? Like, raise our self-esteem? Uh, that's true. I suppose I could do that in advance. Uh, what have we got How here? How long does that last? Is it ten minutes? Uh, ten minutes, yeah. So even if it's not on the next floor, if it's on two floors above, we might, might still be able to use it. Worst case scenario, we lose all of the buffs because there's another trap room before the boss. Yeah. Best case scenario, we're fully buffed before the boss and you get to save all those precious extra, what are they, bonus actions? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to Bardic Inspire both of you guys. Wow. All three of us? That's so nice, Asla. Thanks. Wait, even Stripey? Yeah, all two of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's so great. You've never bardically inspired Stripe people before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, well, I'll take, I'll take what I can get. That sounds good. All right, let's charge up the stairs. Oh, doesn't he give us, like, a speech or something? Like, normally, you don't just buff us. Oh, uh, Shaba, you're really tall. Uh, Tokus, you're really short. All right, let's go, guys. <laughs> no, we, we need, like, a... We're ta I'm talking, like, a pre It's like a negative modifier. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, we need, like, a... 
Braveheart riding up and down mm-hmm. the ranks of his men, yeah. like okay. a kind of speech. A King Theoden. Like, we're about to die. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Many many days have brought us to this day. Uh, we've traveled <laughs> many leagues and many miles, and here we are. We're about to face death itself in the face. So, <laughs> if you want to run home screaming to your mommy, then now's your last chance to do it. That was an option? Well, no, not really. <laughs> well, hey, you just hit a sore spot with Tokus, who's being all reflective. Yeah, but neither of us can go home to our mommies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, we're so both, like, bummed it. out. <laughs> oh. We must fight together, or we will die together. Who's with me? Or both, I guess. <laughs> I'm thinking about my mom now, and I'm all, like, downtrodden. Yeah. All right, so after the part where I say, who's with me, you guys both start shouting. Okay, let's try this again. Yeah, who's with <laughs> yeah, me? Yeah, but I was... Yeah, uh, I'm with you. But I was yeah. thinking about my mommy, and I really miss her a lot. <laughs> well, stop thinking about her and get ready to die. <laughs> let's go face our deaths. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! yeah. I don't get paid enough for this, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll, talk we'll talk about, about a raise after survive. it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> it's always like after the next thing. I was, I was like, yeah, we'll talk about a raise after this adventure, this dungeon. Then we get back and we don't talk about it. And then we go on our next adventure. That's how all the best bosses do it. <laughs> like what Tokus yeah. discovers is there's a bunch of discarded vials in the trash can the last place we stayed the night <laughs> and they're all like memory altering serums and he's been feeding like both me Shaba and Stripey after each encounter <laughs> so we never we never make the necessary changes to the document no fortunately it's not even that expensive you, you just forget about it on your own it works out really well for me <laughs> So we're all de- uh, jazzed up, and we got an extra D6. Let's roll. We're dead men walking. An extra D8. Oh, <laughs> shoot. I rolled a D6 earlier because I'd forgotten uh, that your power is stronger. You. Classic mistake. Classic mistake. <sighs> One of these. Oh, yeah. D8 feels much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. I love the way it spins between the old thingies. It does. It's a nice diamond shape. I bet every party in D&D that's a certain number of players or more wants a bard. Mm. Yes. Yeah, totally. And then nobody wants to roll bard. I don't know. I don't know what possessed you to roll bard. <laughs> I think everybody in general just wants a bard. They just don't want to be one. Actually, I think it's one of the more popular classes now for fifth edition. Yeah, no, I was just giving Asla a hard time. Well, let's charge into <laughs> battle, man. <laughs> <laughs> for the Rathgon Hills, no. Of the Dominic clans <laughs> for halflings everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> for halflings in general. <laughs> the Damage Guild Podcast an attack of opportunity on your senses. How's it going, everybody? It's Jay Stout, your friendly neighborhood co host, and welcome back to the Damage Guild Podcast. You know, Dice say a lot about a player. What are your dice saying about you? Do they talk about you behind your back to all the other dice when you're not listening? Or worse, do they whisper into your mind during those quiet moments when you lay in bed, desperate for sleep to take you, but are instead haunted by the same chilling words repeating themselves again and again to the deepest reaches of your consciousness? Roll me. 
Roll me. Well, you know what? Dice from Metallic Dice Games aren't mean like that. Or haunted. So throw those old haunted dice in their graves where they can finally rest for all eternity. Then go to MetallicDiceGames.com and pick yourself out a brand new set. One that will speak only of your bravery in the face of danger and of your matchless prowess in battle. Metallic Dice Games is a family-owned business that produces not just metallic dice, but gemstone dice, plastic dice, mini dice, mega dice, glow-in-the-dark dice, dice bags, dice trays, dice towers, dice cases, everything you could possibly need to roll to your heart's content. They've got all kinds of crazy dice. I don't even want to call them colors. They're more like themes. I'm talking stuff like Violet Infusion, Eternal Purple, Unicorn Ice, Royal Sunset... Midnight Fantasy, Arctic Storm, Purple Haze, Baby's Breath Green, Phoenix Ash. It's just some insanely good-looking dice. You've got to check them out for yourself. Go take a look. MetallicDiceGames.com. And if that weren't enough, now you can use code DGP10 to get a 10% discount on your order. Just for being a listener of the Damage Guild podcast. So go get yourself a little treat. Haven't you earned it? And if you do, be sure to let us know on Twitter or Discord, because we'd love to see some sweet pics of whichever dice theme you choose. And finally, I would just like to thank everyone who is a listener of this show. A huge special thank you to all of our incredible, wonderful patrons. You are our soulmates in a podcasting sense. It's as though we were meant to be together. And so we thank you for all of your love and support. It means the very world to us. So that's all I got for you this week. Please enjoy the rest of this episode, and we'll see you again in just two short Mondays. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. We go charging up the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Making a lot of noise. Charging down the stairs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Charging down. When you get to the top of the stairs, slash the bottom of the stairs, you reach a door, but you can see that the lock has been melted along with most of the handle. Oh. Ooh. So, in your charge, you just push the door open. There's no resistance. All right. Yep. All ready to fight whatever you see ahead of you. You enter what seems to be an empty room, but the moment your foot first touches the stone, two large reptilian beasts materialize in front of you. (laughs) Their hides are covered in bright reflective scales, one red, one pure white. They're lean and muscular with long tails and fierce-looking horns and ridges, and they both stand as if just waking up from a nap and snarl at you viciously. Uh... If they're still here, that means none of the adventures that face them have made it past them. If those suits of armor were there on the second floor, that means no adventurers have made it past them. Those were self-repairing. Well, no, yeah, they repaired. Mm. Okay, that's true. They might have cleared that room. Yeah. And if the little eyeball guy was still alive. That's true. All of the enemies and traps and stuff have been self-repairing so far. True. At least all of the traps that you still ran into were self-repairing. True. Well, the lever room, that that wouldn't be something, unless they disassembled it. Yeah. So shall we roll initiative? Oh, yeah. We shall. Oh, I, I rolled the D8 that was in my hand. <laughs> I got a four. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got a four. Oh, no, no, it's a six. A five. I got a five, but it's still very bad. I got a 21. Shaba got an 18, and Stripey got a 13. You guys are just so fast. 
Aslo, you're first. It looks like these two lizard creatures are a little bit drowsy as if they just woke up from a long sleep somewhere. You said they materialized in front of us? Yes. So you step inside and then these things just kind of form out of the dust or something. Okay. They're in the middle of the room, so they're about 40 feet away from you. I will take a crossbow shot at one of them. Okay, the red one or the white one? I'll do the red one. The white one looks smaller, though. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, and the picture Thane showed us, it looked like the weaker of the two. Uh, the picture I showed you was blue and green. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is a 19 to hit for four damage. Crossbow bolt does hit, and it pierces the hide. Four points of damage to which one? Red? The red one. All right. Anything else? And then I will step off to the left a little bit, uh, just to kind of spread out some. Maybe about ten feet. Okay. Shaba. Uh, I'll go the opposite direction, uh, right about ten feet, like following the wall, just to spread out. And I'll take a shot also at the red one. Do you want to mark it? Mm, not just yet. Are we saving that stuff? Yeah, I might save it. That'll be a... Yeah, that might not hit. I think I'm going to use uh, the bardic on this one. Oh, wait a second. I have a plus eight now to hit. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll try this. Uh, 15? 15 hits. All right. Uh, <laughs> seven damage. Arrow strikes it, and it's snarling and growling angrily. Stripey? Stripey's going to follow Aslo, except he's going to follow the circumference of the outer wall, going that way, but starting to circle around the creatures. Okay, so he's moving, what, 60 feet down? Yeah, he'll move 60 feet around the the wall. So he'll get maybe like, I don't know, a third of the way around the room. Not even that. Uh, It's about a quarter of the way. Okay, yeah. He's in good old Tupayar. (laughs) Right. And that'll be it for him. And Tokus, you're actually next because I rolled a one and a three. Oh, wow. Wow. I still get to go. (laughs) Okay. uh, I'm going to tank it up. Let's go. And I'm going to go straight for the red one, but I want to be within five feet of the other, the white one. I'm just going to sandwich myself between both of them. (laughs) If you run straight for the middle of the room with your 35 feet of movement, you can make it so that they're both five feet away from you on diagonals. Perfect. (laughs) And I'll take out my rapier, and I'm going to... Attack. So my first attack is a crit. Oh, nice. Hello, Papa. All right. All right that's Natty Twunzo. All right. Five plus... As they say. Four plus two. That is 11 damage. On the red one? Yeah, on the red one. So you stab it with your rapier. Get a nice deep wound there, but it's still alive. I'll attack it again with my extra attack. Do it. Do I have to announce that I'm doing extra attack? Or I guess I already mentioned that I was. Doesn't cost you anything. You just always get a second attack. Ooh, this time I got a three. <laughs> three does not hit. Or, sorry, no, that would have been a, um, it's a nine. It's still too low. Yeah. <laughs> Both of the creatures, seeing that you've come right up to them, decide to maneuver partway around you, and now they are flanking you. Ooh. Uh-oh. So the red one bites you... I'm gonna I'm gonna shield. <laughs> okay. They're both converging on me. They're probably both gonna hit, so I will use a spell slot and shield. Nice. You activate your back shield since they're <laughs> flanking you. Specifically my back shield. 
<laughs> you block the red one's bite and the white one's tail, which was also about to slap you. Shield is so good. Nice. <laughs> it's such a good spell. I've I've gotten the most mileage. I like it didn't matter like a lot of the other spells I took. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. It is a good one. Well, it's just kind of overpowered how like I can wait until the game master lets me know if a hit has occurred. Not overpowered, it only lasts for a turn. It still seems really strong to me. Well, as I said before, that is the benchmark for most powerful first level spell that they use internally. Yeah. Aslo, we're back to you. So they are next to Tokus, but not next to me? Yeah, they're flanking me. Now, one of you guys could flank them, and we could make, like, a dragon or whatever they are sandwich. Like, they're both flanking me, and then one of you could flank one of them. Yeah, I should have sent Stripey around the other way where I am, but didn't foresee this. Oh, yeah, I could be in the middle, and then they're flanking me, (laughs) and then Stripey's here, just, like, form a conga line, and then... If I had sent Stripey around the other side, yeah. (laughs) You still could eventually. Like, they're not, unless they're going after you guys, they're in their optimal position right now. Right. And I'll just tank for a few more rounds if I can, and you guys take them out. All right, I will run up behind one of the lizard things, drop my crossbow, pull out short sword, and take a swing at him. Yeah. Uh, that would be a 14 to hit. 14 does hit. Sweet. Sick. Are you going after the red one or the white one? Whichever one was closest to me. The red one's closer to you. Red one. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's the only one you could reach. And that will be for 8 damage. Piercing. Nice. So you stab it from behind the surprise attack as it's focusing on Tokus, and it glances back at you and looks angry again. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no. I think that's it. Shaba. All right. I am going to cast Hunter's Mark as a bonus action. There's no reason not to. I didn't realize I have four first level spell slots now. Sweet. So uh, we're marking it up. I'm going to take a shot at the red one. Uh, and that is another 15 to hit for 10 damage. Nice. You get another solid arrow piercing. It looks like all of the blows that you've dealt so far have actually dealt a pretty good chunk of its health here, so it's struggling to stay up. Hmm. Stripey. If Stripey run, now runs directly toward the center of the room, which one will he be coming up on? The red one or the white one? On the red. Okay. Yeah, I guess he'll do that then. He'll move in and attempt to attack the red one. If he can get there. Oh, he rolled a one. That's a miss. <laughs> But at least he's in melee now. All right, no, wait. He, would he be flanking then with Tokus? Um, or could he get into that position? No, because Azul already is. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, he's done then. Okay, Tokus. I'm going to take another attack at that red one. In fact, I'll maybe use extra attack. I need to announce it at the beginning, right? No, you don't. Extra attack is just built into all of your attacks from now on. Oh, sweet. Well, not all of my attacks. It's not built into my melee cantrip attacks. It's built into all of your weapon attacks. Yeah, your regular attacks. Yeah. Even my weapon attacks that are counted as a cantrip. Right. Um, <laughs> I wish. Here we go. That is a good hit. That is a 23. Nice. Hit. For six damage. On the red one? On the red one. So you take one more good stab and go straight into its chest through its ribcage. Huzzah! The beast starts to collapse to the ground and then shatters into billions of pieces of dust that evaporate into nothing. dude. It's a dust monster. A dust bunny. (laughs) 
Alright, and then in rapid fashion I turn around and I spend my extra attack on the white. Ooh, that is a 14 to hit. 14 hits. Sweet. For 4 damage. I rolled kind of low. So, because you just thanos that guy. <laughs> I did, with the snap of my fingers. The universe will end. Tokus is actually the villain. You guys didn't realize this, but you're helping the real villain. No, I realized that a long time ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're all aware of that. Tokus just thinks he's a good guy. White one takes a bite at you and hits. Are you going to do anything? I'm taking it. All right, well, it was a critical hit. No! Ooh. I should have shielded! Ooh. It wouldn't have saved you anyway. Oh, wouldn't have? Wouldn't have saved you. Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't do it then. (laughs) And you take 13 points of damage. As it chews through your face. Tears into your side with its jaws. Oh, that doesn't feel good. Well, still up. Aslo. I will circle around to the other one. Uh, Is anybody flanking with it currently? Nope. You could get into flanking with Tokus. Okay. Wait. Isn't this the turn that you pull off your super awesome damage now? Don't, don't you whooshing your other sword? I do whooshing my other sword. Other, other sword, <laughs> I should turn shout. I whooshing sh- I my sword. <laughs> 15 to hit and 13 damage. And then my other sword. Oh, I draw both my swords and I slice them right in, <laughs> right in the kisser. Like, I have to do all this work to get two attacks, and then he just does it. <laughs> his cla- his like, ability, you just, just do two attacks. Gotta love dual wielding. To jump through all these hoops. Yeah. Heck yeah. Does a 13 hit? No. All right. <sighs> Wait, can't you make yourself hit, though, with your bardic die? No, it doesn't quite work like that. Oh, you would have needed to... Yeah, using my own bardic dice only lets me, like, deal extra damage and do other stuff. Okay. Wait, was that with... Inspiration, though? I mean, not inspiration. Was that with the flanking? Yeah, yeah, that was that was with... Uh, oh, man. Advantage. So you run around Tokus and the white, and you get one good slash off as you run around to the opposite side, and we're back to Shaba. I shall move ye old Mark. That is M-A-R-K-E. Tokus <laughs> would be proud of me for doing that. Ye old Marky. Yes, ye old Marky. And I shall attempt... And I shall succeed with a 17 to hit, and that's going to be 11 damage. Mm. Okay. Wouldn't it be damage? Damage. Damage. And when Stripey sees me, he claws at the air, because there's nothing around for him to attack. But he's jonesing for it. Well, it's Stripey's turn next. All right, he runs up to the white one, takes a swing. Ooh, that might actually hit. Uh, yes, 16. Hits. He's gonna do ten damage. Nice. All right. So you let loose an arrow, and Stripey closes in on the other opposite side, and you pierce and claw. Error. The creature is still standing, but it looks weak. Took us. Mm. I'll try to take it down. Bring him down. I like the initiative, Stripey. You're still growing on me, very slowly <laughs> but surely. Here we go. My trusty rapier. Ooh, uh, I'm going to roll the dice from Brian. Yeah. Maybe I can get this up there. Return it to the dust whence it came. Okay, so that would be a 16 to hit, thanks to Brian's Dicerino, for six damage. Not quite enough. 
One more. Let's go. <laughs> Dylan. Oh, no. I rolled so bad. I rolled bad on the damage, too. That's an 11, and I rolled a 1. You do have an advantage in case you weren't rolling that. <gasps> I have You're flanking. Oh, oh, the d20 again. Yes, but my damage was still really low, and That's I can't change okay. that roll. So I already technically rolled it. Wow, I I rolled the same uh, five. That's an eleven. <laughs> All right. So I, I mean, I could action surge and finish it off. Is it worth using my action surge, mm, or should we save that for the no. boss boss? If we were in dire straits, I'd say yes, but it's not worth using action surge. All right. Well, it's just going to chomp on me, probably. Mm. It does so. So it first bites you, or are you going to react? What do you mean it first bites me? That makes me want a shield. It gets two attacks. They've been doing bite and tail each time. So it bites? Yeah, it first bites you before it does something else painful to you. <sighs> we got healing. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. It bites you for um, six points of damage. Hmm. And then it critically slams you with its tail. Tail <laughs> slap. Ouch. For... 13 points of damage. Man. You're just kind of flattened into the ground here. <laughs> wow. I, I, this encounter actually did a lot of damage to me. I was <laughs> just like pancaked. I knew it. We should have gone to Glass Rock. My equipment is falling behind the curve of our enemies. You have to always equip your tank with the most optimal gear. I mean, anytime you like raided in WoW or any other MMO, like the guild bank would throw tons of money at the tanks because like, it doesn't matter how good your healers are, doesn't matter how good your DPS is, if the tank can't tank, you're screwed. So, so true. It's true. The AAA team should have played more WoW when we were kids. You guys should should have invested in my armor of the Wrathgod Hills. Should have hired a better tank. We will. Glassrock is a long way away, and we just got the materials. I'm just... I'm bringing it up because I'm almost... I'm at low HP from two dragons that we should have been able to... or whatever they are, easily. Yeah, maybe the DM's right. Maybe we need a more tanky tank. Ever think of that? Yeah, is it the... is the armor the problem? Or is it the tank? Yeah, well, maybe I just quit, and you can go <laughs> hire a better tank. I quit. You just throw your, your weapons down and walk out. Oh, sorry. Can we pause for a second, Monsters? You want uh, me to tank this we're nonsense? We're having a little lineup change here. <laughs> quit, like, right before the boss encounter. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just... just Letting you know, Aslo, that we need to invest in some new armor. Investing in armor is like investing in a house. It'll pay dividends. You can rent it out to other people. It's It'll be worth the investment. Got it. Invest in a new tank. Okay. Yeah. No, invest in a new tank's <laughs> armor for me. Oh, right. Okay. Sure. And I get to be the owner of it. Technically, if you were to treat armor like a, a rental house, you would rent that armor to someone else and collect income that way. Because houses typically don't pay dividends. <laughs> but you can collect rent. <laughs> Although it would be well, not to get technical or anything. <laughs> not to get technical. Well, why don't I just but, rent some armor from somebody else in the guild that's a higher level? Because then they would be collecting the rent from <laughs> us. But it'd be better than us dying. Well, we have two suits of plate that we can make ourselves. We can I'm rent one saying... out. It's like a duplex. We have two suits of plate. We live in one and we rent out the other. <laughs> Probably the first time ever in D&D that it's been, adventuring has been compared to renting and owning houses. <laughs> Classic Burr strategy. Listen, Shaba, if I go down and after they finish killing me, you know, I lose all my death saves, they're going to go for you. Mm, that's right. Or maybe somebody else. But by that point, they will be so weak from you wailing on them that I'll be able to take them out as they come. That's true. The extra attack has really improved my damage output, I've noticed. 
Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Right. Yes. <laughs> ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, we're not ready. Haslo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Swing at him again. More than 14, uh, 16 to hit, uh, but only four damage. That is enough, actually. <laughs> yes. Of course it's enough. Yeah. So with your last stab, you stab it in the back and bring down the last dust monster lizard dragon thingy. <sighs> All right. Which dissolves into the atmosphere, and you cough as you inhale it. We actually, like, worked really well in that combat. That was like the first combat in a long time, if ever, where I felt like we were a potent fighting force. Well, the double flanking, I think, had a lot to do with yeah. it, right? I mean, yeah. like, I granted, I sacrificed myself and they were flanking me, but you were able to flank them. Yeah, that's true. But the way that we, the, the tactics that we used, it just like everything like fell into place, you know, like we yeah. all knew that's what we were going for. We just did things like attacking with our weapons, for example. Yeah, we gelled together. Yeah, we just, we just hit them with our weapons. Uh, imagine that. It actually and works and it does damage. I don't know why. Yeah. It doesn't make well, any in sense. Fairness, but... In fairness, Aslo, we've always won. Technically, we've almost always won. Okay, maybe we haven't won every single fight we've ever been in. Yeah, no. In fairness. I can think of a few losses. No. We haven't. In Eldrazer, we did not win a single combat. <laughs> we lost every combat except for the Cabalds because of the that kobold. sleeping powder. And we yeah. would have lost that one, too. You, you killed the fungus. Oh, yeah, the fungus. Yeah, the yeah but some of them ran away. But then the dragon came. And we didn't kill the circus bears, though. Yeah, the circus bears got the better of us. The quagoths got the better of us. The ceiling tentacle thingies got the better of dragon us. Dragon would have gotten the better of us. The dragon would have gotten the better of us, yeah. Probably. For sure. So, I, I my conclusion is I think that dungeon was designed for a higher level party than us. Oh, yeah, actually. for sure. Like, I don't think we were supposed to do Eldrazer yet, maybe. Probably not. We'll never know. We technically did it. We technically did. We, we escaped with our <laughs> lives, barely. <laughs> technically, you could say. We were in Eldrazer. Should we even completed the bonus objective of the stuff to share with that glass rock dwarf priest guy? The priest, yeah. yeah. That's true. He was dwarvish, right? He was. Yep. I think we do need to find a way to get back to Glassrock. We should inquire about whether there's a teleportation circle that'll bring us there and what the fee is for using it. Because we definitely need to go back. I think the last teleportation circle brought us very close, actually. Did it? To Glassrock? Uh, I thought. Not super close. It's still a little bit like five or six days. Okay. Hmm. We'll have to look into that. It's closer than... It might be worth paying the toll for it to use it uh, to get there quickly. That's true. Because we've got to talk to the Priesty McPriesty about... The artifacts that you found, and then Tokus has to get his armor upgrade. Those are important. Yep. Yeah, I'm thinking of paying old space. What's space a visit. Space, space iron thank tongue. you. Yes. Thinking of paying old space iron toe a visit. <laughs> iron tongue. <laughs> <laughs> old iron tongue. <laughs> yeah, and now we're like sort of on a long term wise we're sort of on a on a timeline here we have to yeah have to think about how we're spending our time because we have two major quests looming that are depending on the timeline yeah two major plot yes and that is rothtar the blessed is the high priest the dwarven cleric yes we go check out what's going on glass rock see the sights take some pictures with the statues slide down some lava tubes yeah, yeah, we were going to do that. The usual sightseeing things for non-dwarf tourists. Well, we got to find something fun to do while they're working on my armor, if that's the plan. That's right. If only we had some materials to bring. Mm. 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 
Well, <sighs> anyway. Oh, anyway, I'm bleeding out here, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is oh, yeah. this is blood everywhere. You probably need some healing. Yeah. Okay. It's an understatement. All right. So let's see. Let's uh, let's cook up a cure wounds here for you. Hmm. Feeling that. What do we got? Uh, how much? How much are you down? A lot. I my maximum is forty nine. I am at seventeen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Could also potentially short rest if you want to spend another hour. Yeah, I could use up some of my hit dice. That's true. That's true. Actually, you can also second wind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Should we do that? Should we short rest? Oh yeah, I should just second wind already. That's that's a freebie. We have several options. Yeah. If we short rest, I get a free second wind. We should short rest. That saves spell slots for me. So let's do that. Just try to patch me up. The old natural way. Okay. So before we short rest, I'd like to use the second wind. Ooh, that's not a bad roll. I heal for 12. Nice. Sweet. Back up to 29. And then spend your hit dice. Yep. With the Song of Rest, which gives you an extra D6 or D8? D6, yep. Oh, that is nice. Oh, yeah, and Stripey should have gotten that extra D6 when he last rested, too. Oh, shoot. Well, then... Oh, true. Which would give him the last one that he missed. <laughs> the last hit point, yeah. Unless Aslo just decided not to play songs for Stripey. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, you're fine. Well, I just rolled a 10 on the first one. Nice. Just wow. max healing. That is sick nasty. 39. I rolled four on the next one, so 43. Yeah, as soon as you roll your first one, you can go ahead and do this D6 with it. Vote free. Yeah. I should do D6. Another two off that. Uh, I'm at 45 out of 49, but I don't I don't think I'm going to use these other hit dice before we do the fight, honestly. Mm. I think I should just max out. Use it up. That gets me basically... That get me, gets me exactly to maximum. All right, so I have two hit dice left. So having defeated the guard creatures, there's nothing else left in this room. We can't even loot them because they poofed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they dusted. Dusted them. All right. Well, I guess it's on to the next one. We'll descend the stairs to the... Up. Up. To the top room. Descend to the top. We'll descend to the top. As you reach the bottom of the steps, you have finally reached the apparent top of the tower. Mm -hmm. (sighs) You see some sort of strange apparatus in the center of the room that is on the ceiling, with a large yellow orb held inside a latticework of metal joints. A lever comes out of the ceiling next to it. Looking up, you see a creature that resembles an enormous floating skull. Its skin is a dull brownish tan stretched taut over its bones. It's three or four feet tall with a large central eye and sharp fangs filling an oversized mouth. Several smaller eyes sit at the ends of eye stalks, rising from the top of its head, and four tendrils sprout from around its jaw. It gives you an evil-looking grin, then begins to speak. (laughs) We're gonna die. I'm so scared. (laughs) We had a good run, Chavo. <laughs> we did. We did. You've done quite well for yourselves to make it this far. You've kept me waiting. But if you are willing to hand over your magical objects, I'll be happy to let you leave unmolested. If not, then I'm afraid I'll have to take them from you by force. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> 